Hey guys, welcome back to Inner Monologue with me, Olivia Neal. Today, we are gonna be talking about my traumatic experience on the red carpet. I'm gonna be discussing some fashion trend predictions for 2024. And I'm gonna be just doing some self-reflection on the year, seeing how far we've come. Oh my gosh, guys, so I feel like a lot has happened since we last spoke. When we last spoke, I was like, oh, I've not really got much planned. Like. Honestly, I was like, what am I even going to speak about in the podcast? Like, I'm not doing anything this month. And then the next day, I got confirmed to go to the London, no, the British Fashion Awards. So the British Fashion Awards is like, I would say probably one of like the biggest events that happens in Britain every year. I feel like I'm trying to think what other events happen. Like the Brits is obviously huge, the music awards. But for fashion wise, I think the Fashion Awards is the biggest thing that happens. I feel like in America, they have the Met and stuff and it's not like the it's not the British version of the Met because I don't even know if it's like a charity. It's run by the British Fashion Council. So I'm just trying to give you some context here in case you're like, what the fuck is the British Fashion Awards? But anyway, it's held every year and it's run by the British Fashion Council and it basically like, it's a big awards show. It's in the Royal, Royal Albert Hall, which is like a really beautiful venue. And the setup is like, the ground floor of it is different tables and then you can get boxes and then there's general seating up above. Um, so the general seating is open to the public. Anyone can like buy tickets for that. And then brands will buy tables and boxes. I would, I've would i always wondered how much it is to buy one of these like tables or boxes. But anyway, so brands will buy that and then they'll bring people in the fashion industry, influencers, designers, creatives, just anything. They'll bring them, put them on their table, dress them or a little depending. If it's like a fashion brand, they'll like dress them. And there's a big red carpet and loads of celebrities go. And it's just a fun time. It happens every year. And I've been once before. I went with TikTok like two years ago. Um, and I was sat in a box. It was so cool. Like my first ever big, like, um, I think it was probably like one of my like first big events. I was like, I, I didn't know, even know what to expect though. Because at that point, like I wasn't really like, not that I'm in the fashion industry. I don't know. I always like feel such like an imposter. Cause like, what the fuck do I do? Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I'm really self-deprecating sometimes, but. At that time, I really had no idea what was going on. I had no idea what the fashion awards was. I had no idea like anything about British fashion. So I was just showing up for a good time, really. But this time when I was invited, I was so excited because I feel like the past two years, I've really like, I've really got involved in the whole fashion scene. I love it. Like I love it. I feel like the fashion awards really made me realize because they were when they were doing the awards and stuff, they would have like, you know, the videos that like come up on the big screen, like an X Factor when they would like show the video of like someone's normal life before they come on and sing in um, the fashion awards. They do like, I don't know, like I think like Vivian Westwood got like an honorary um, award this year. And before that they were showing like the history of Vivian Westwood and the history of British fashion. And I was like, I actually love this. Like I actually love, like it's one of the very few few things I'm interested in. Um, yeah, I've got a passion for fashion. Anyway, this year I was invited um, by Jimmy Choo, which was crazy. I feel like Jimmy Choo is so iconic. They invited me like, I wanted to say maybe like five days before the actual thing. So with Jimmy Choo, it's like they're famous for their shoes and stuff. So all I had to wear was Jimmy Choo shoes, but I had to still figure out what I was gonna wear um, on my body. Uh, luckily, I, I work with like this girl called Kirsty. She's amazing. Kay Stewart stylist, shout out. Um, and she styles me if I have like a big event or like a photo shoot or something, mostly like events and stuff, because like there's only so much I can do, you know, like I'm not going to reach out to brands and I, like 
for award shows like this as well by the way if you're wondering like no one ever like buys well i'm sure people do but a lot of people don't buy a dress for it because you're only going to really wear it once so you often get like loaned by a brand a dress for the night and also it's good like it's like a lot of brands will want to be worn at the fashion awards like it's a big fashion night it makes sense um but like i'm not gonna like reach out to the brands myself and be like hi like can i i mean i could so that's where kirsty comes in and i love like i love her style and i just love her work and um so i like was like kirsty like I, we've got five days i'm not going to the fashion awards like we need help um and she found me the most amazing dress uh, i got like this gucci by tom ford um it was whenever tom ford was the creative director of gucci in like 1990 six i want to say i love i think that's like my favorite era of fashion like that whole gucci tom ford era was amazing Um, i just love 90s i love like the 90s supermodels i love everything about it i feel like it's a very iconic era of fashion so to be able to be wear, to be wearing a dress from that time was incredible it was like the most amazing like it was very simple and i feel like well, i want to get into the whole like like the fashion that i saw that night but i feel like everyone i mean we've been seeing it happen for like the past year like everyone's going back into their like minimalistic quiet luxury kind of vibe of fashion and um i wore a very like minimal dress it was just like a black strappy dress and it had a, a lovely like gold belt detail and i just felt gorgeous i felt very like classic and timeless and like it, I, i'm really happy i did that because sometimes i look back at things i've worn and it is a bit like daring or like a bit trendy and it's just like it's just a trend which like at the time like i'm sure when i wore it i was like wow this is amazing but now i look back and i'm like that's not timeless at all like you look you look stupid hear that it's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake specifically they're beating around the bush which we've done enough of in this ad too so let's get right to it the new Moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money Maker. Play the game and you could win money. Up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. So yes, I felt very classic, very timeless. Um, was wearing my gorgeous dress, my Jimmy Choo's. I was sitting at a table at Jimmy Choo as well, which was like my first time ever sitting at a table at the Fashion Awards, which was like a big deal. I don't know, it was just an amazing um, evening. I couldn't believe it. And I was there with my good friend, Rena as well. Rena's been on the podcast actually. Um, she was there with Jimmy Choo as well, which thank God, because it's a very intimidating event. Like I'm not used to going to things like this. I don't think I ever will be. And also like, I'm just like, a, like I'm just a, I'm just an influencer, you know, like shut up. Like you just do social media. Like why? And the whole time I'm so self African. I'm like, why am I here? Because there's like Stormzy, Maya Jama, Skepta, Anne Hathaway. Like the amount of like celebrities I saw where I'm like, okay, you guys like deserve to be here. Like even just like fashion designers, like proper, like, like Valentino was there, you know? And I was just like, Kate Moss, why the fuck am I here? But anyway, super grateful to be there. Um, so it's very intimidating. So I was really happy to have my friend there. And otherwise I would have had a like, 10 panic attacks but anyway let me talk you through the night because the most crazy thing happened ever i feel like as well like if you watch my stories from that night you'll be like wow like that was the most like perfect night because that's just social media isn't it i made it seem like perfect and it was amazing and i had the best time but let me tell you guys go on the red carpet like get that out of the way like that's the most that's the scariest bit of the night like, once that's out of the way like i'm like okay i'm ready to have the best night ever drinks are flowing it's just everyone's in one place it's a good time 
everyone looks beautiful it's great people watching anyway so i get the red carpet over and done with and then my, i'm with rena and rena's doing an interview and i had to like sit and wait for her and she, we we're waiting for the interviewer to be ready to like interview rena whatever so we're sat there waiting and i'm like oh rena so yeah I'm like, i just gave birth to something something just came out of me she was like what and i was like I've never felt like this before. Like something has just come out of me. Like I've just passed something. And she was like, oh, like it's fine. It's probably nothing. And I was like, no, Raina, this isn't okay. Um, Something is now running down my leg. And she was like, oh my God, have you got your period? And I was like, no, because like my period is not due for another week and I never come on early. I always come on like a week late. Like my cycle is very, very long. Like also, you know, when you get, this is probably TMI guys, but shut up. I don't care. The girls, I feel like, it's mostly girls that listen to this, but bear in mind, actually, that is not true. I think boys do listen to this because I had the most horrendous thing happen ever. Like when you first get your period, it's like a little bit, like it's nothing dramatic. Well, at least for me anyway, it's like nothing dramatic. You know, it's a bit of a gradual thing. Second day is actual hell and like all hell breaks loose. But um, on the first day, it's like, it's a no big deal thing. So I'm like, this is like, I, I don't know what this is. I never experienced anything like this before. And Rena was like, well, I need to do this interview. So you may just fucking cross your legs and like squeeze them together. And I was like, right, okay, I'll do that. So I waited for her. I was like panicking so much. There's cameras everywhere. There's so many people. There's so many hot people walking past me. And I'm just sat there with my legs crossed, squeezing as hard as I can. Because I don't know what the fuck's going on. Finally, she's done. We walk up the, the car, like there's like steps to like, walk. Like, it, was, it was basically a long walk to get inside. I also don't have a tampon on me because I my period's not due. Um, We get inside, go to the toilet, manslaughter, like actual manslaughter in my shoes, all down my legs, in my feet. Like it was so fucking bad. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Like this is like fashion awards were in it. This is so embarrassing. Managed to like get it together somehow. Like obviously- bathroom full of girls someone gave me something to like anyway and um, i was hemorrhaging though like <laughs> i am still to this day like so concerned as to what happened and um, so i like i ha- was using like super super plus tampons they would last 20 minutes i don't know what like what is what, what was going on and this happened for three days afterwards um, and like the whole night, like although I was so happy to be there, so grateful, and I made it seem like it was the best time ever. Like I was just like so like on edge because like I was just like like no no one was safe, no no, no one was safe, nowhere was safe for me. Like I was just bleeding all over. <laughs> Disgusting. But like I don't know what the fuck. Like I actually think something was really really wrong to the point that like I've like talked you through my whole like contraception thing where I was like on the pill for like the longest time I was on Kerosette which is the kind of pill that you like don't take a break on and I just hadn't bled and I loved it but then I was like oh my god like I haven't bled in years like this is a bit concerning and I don't know if like I have a different personality and like all these hormones are like changing my personality and I felt weird so I came off it then I went on the copper the copper coil was it whatever that was remember that fucking trauma of me and the, the copper coil that was the worst thing of my life took that oh I know I've been like contraception free for ages and I've been loving it but it was so bad that I went on to Superdrug last night and ordered a year's worth of the pill. I'm going back on the pill and I'm never bleeding again because I can't, I cannot have that happen. I cannot be hemorrhaging on the red carpet. It will, like, I just, I will not accept that ever to happen to me again. Like, I don't, I don't care if the hormones fuck me up a little bit. Like, I'd rather take that than having blood in my shoes on the red carpet. Are you serious? Like, that was insane. Anyway. That was my fashion awards story. Um, it was a great time though, apart from that. Let's get into like what I saw, like the fashion I saw, 
I even saw some interviews on the red carpet of people doing like, like, like trend predictions for 2024. Because obviously we're nearing 2024. And I thought this is quite an interesting subject. I watched, I think it was Days that did the interviews. And they said, what's your fashion prediction in 2024 to Skepta? And he said, no more cargo boots. Oh my God, this is something that I want to like discuss. I really, I used to really buy into trends. Like I was a big trend like enthusiast. Um, I've really dialed it back a lot. Like I think I very much wear like very basic, like wardrobe, wardrobe basics, staples. I try not to buy any trendy things. And like, I try not to buy too much. Like I don't really buy fast fashion yeah, I, I don't buy fast fashion because a lot of that is trends. Like you don't really get like good wardrobe staples from fast fashion. I mean, I say that and this top is from weekday, but it's like, it's a black polo neck. But cowboy boots. Oh my God. So Skepta was like, no more cowboy boots, please. And I couldn't agree more. I really bought into that whole cowboy boot thing. I was wearing cowboy boots with like dresses and skirts. And now I look back and I'm like, that looked terrible. Like I like a cowboy boot if it's styled properly, you know? I am not against, I'm trying to think. A, like girl in Ibiza with long brown wavy hair she's wearing denim shorts and a big t-shirt and a cowboy boot and she's sun-kissed and she's just off the beach I like that I like that vibe she's got an Aperol a beer no she's got a beer in one hand and a cigarette in the other like I like that and that a cowboy boot is suitable for that situation but really in any other situation I'm not loving it like maybe no yeah that's it actually um obviously cowboy boots for what they're intended for um they make sense but when we're trying to make them a fashion statement, I don't love it. And I bought like a good f five pairs of cowboy boots and now I couldn't regret anything more. And, and I look back at it and like, and I, I don't know what to do with them. Like, I guess like I, like I could probably depop them, but I'm the laziest person ever. So I'm not going to. So I just hoard these cowboy boots and they take up so much space. And now my, my shoe cupboard, it's just like loads of different color. Like I even bought like red patent cowboy boots. Like that is like the most micro trend thing I could have bought. Um, and they weren't cheap. Cowboy boots aren't cheap. Uh, like a good, I mean, I went to Mexico and I went to a specific cowboy boot shop and spent like fucking 200, no, not 200 points. I have no idea because it wasn't in points. But I spent a lot of money on like proper, authentic Mexican cowboy boots. Like shoved them into my case. Was so buzzing about it. I haven't worn them once because the second I got back from Mexico, I was like, I just realized like the trend was over. So this is what I mean. Like I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stop buying into trends because cowboy boots was definitely something I bought into. So yes, I hope no more cowboy boots. I mean, I feel like they've definitely died out. I'm not seeing them as much, but no more cowboy boots 2024. If you like cowboy boots, so don't don't listen to me. Wear them. Go go for it. Like what do I know? What do me and Skepta know? Um, Charlie XCX. She said she thinks everyone's gonna go more, much more minimalistic. I think my favorite brand at the minute and when i say favorite brand i mean like the one that i get like the most inspiration from is probably um i love paloma wool and i love the row now i will never probably ever buy anything from the row the row is a brand that mary kate and ashley remember them like the disney actors were they disney or nickelodeon i think i might have been nickelodeon um they stopped doing acting and they started a brand called the row and that's like all they do now is like they're like I are they even the creative director? I don't know if they are or if they just own it. Um, but it's such an amazing brand and it's all so like it's just all so minimalistic. The the pieces are like amazing quality. I've like gone into the stores before to like try them on and like touch them and stuff because I won't like they're so expensive. Like I really don't think unless I can like find like a sample seal or like something like vintage, I don't think I'll ever own anything from that brand. It is extortionate. Um but it's amazing and it's just like it's it's great to like take inspiration from you know like you can you can do the row vibe on a budget but i really feel like they're like my two favorite brands just to like get that like 
that's like my whole Pinterest board at the minute. It's just, you know, minimalist, quiet luxury. Guys, I found this jacket the other day and it's like, um, I don't know, what what is this? Um, this this yeah, it's kind of like mohair and it's like a a wool I don't know if it's woolen or mohair, whatever it is. It's like a vintage Balenciaga jacket. And I feel like it's real like what Balenciaga like used to look like. Not now I do feel like Balenciaga is a little bit trendy. I saw they did a, a show in LA and it was literally just one big micro trend. Like they were wearing like oversized track suits, like the huge big trainers. That is something I really bought into. Remember the Balenciaga trainers? And I actually did keep them. I've kept, I kept one pair and I gave one other pair to like a family friend because like she's in Italy. And I feel like in Italy, their trends, well, not in like Milan and stuff, but like where my family friend is from, um, their trends are like two, like no, maybe even like five years later than the trends in like UK, Paris, new york milan and stuff like they are like a little bit behind so she when she found out i had like these huge like remember those balenciaga trainers what do they call triple s they were fucking huge i remember every time i used to wear them my like my ankles would hurt because like i couldn't carry the weight of them on my feet um but i used to love them so much i think they were like one of the first designer things i ever bought it was that those balenciaga trainers and this this Louis Vuitton card holder, which I still use to this day. Um, and I think I will always use it because it's like, I'm never going to buy another card holder. Like what the fuck? I don't, I don't have no interest in what my card holder looks like. So this is, you know what? This is definitely the designer thing that I get the most use out of because I use it every day. And you know why I have to use it recently? Actually, <laughs> no, I'm not a physical card kind of gal. I hate using my physical card. Um, I never, if I have my choice i would never bring it anywhere it just feels like another thing i can lose and um, so i always use apple pay and you can use apple pay like you can spend so much money on apple pay it's a little bit dangerous sometimes but my lock my lock button is broken so every time i try to like it's like not even broken like sometimes it works but it's just like a little bit jammed and i think i've just got like a little bit of crust or like i've i've dropped something in there so it's a little bit jammed so every time i try to go pay for something on apple pay like i just can't quite like get the double click on i have to go sorry about this and like delve into my bag and try to find my card holder and then take out my physical card and i feel like i'm living in the fucking like um what are, what are those times called like the victorian times that's how i feel using my my physical card you know the photo of um kim kardashian like that photo shoot she did i feel so like old i feel like my dad having to use my physical card but anyway yes balenciaga i'm not a huge fan of like today's balenciaga like i obviously appreciate it and like, i think actually i love a balenciaga denim um i like i like the oversized stuff but it's not like i'm not like i'm not oh i love balenciaga um and i they did it like fashion show in LA and like the models were carrying air one bags and it just felt so trendy and not very like I, I just like vintage Balenciaga like this like this feels really like this is what I like from Balenciaga but yeah As for like best dress, I was really impressed by Maya Jama. That woman did, I think, maybe six outfit changes throughout the whole night. So she hosted the whole awards. I saw her on the carpet. She was wearing this like amazing, I don't even know where it was from. Um, but it was like a white corset, like it almost looked like a big bridal dress. I saw her and Stormzy together. 
tea. I mean, not really tea. Everyone knows they're together now. But then she was hosting the awards and she did so many like different costume changes for each time she came on stage. Not costume, like outfit changes. And I was like, wow, she's dedicated to the cause. I quite enjoyed it. Um, but for best dress, um, Pamela Anderson, she wasn't like wearing anything crazy, but I just like really, really love her. And I love the no makeup thing she's doing. It's incredible. I feel like I have definitely gotten into like, my, well, no, because actually... I really love makeup and I love like like doing different things in makeup and like I love a grungy eye and stuff but I definitely like I definitely use makeup in a different way you know like I used to like really want to like cake all my makeup and like look very different and change the shape of my face with my makeup like no I like really um for like this award I literally said to him like do not put any foundation on me like just put a bit of concealer like I'd want it to look kind of like I'm not wearing any makeup. But then sometimes I will go the other side and be like, I want like loads of eyeliner on and like a dark lip and stuff. Because I do really love makeup and I love using it like creatively. But I don't, I've kind of gone off the whole like trying to cover up my skin vibe. But Pamela Anderson like now doesn't wear any makeup whatsoever. And it's incredible. It's so good. I mean, also she is like probably one of the most beautiful people in the world. So that helps. I feel like if I looked like Pamela Anderson, I probably wouldn't wear makeup. But um. I thought she looked incredible. I love that she doesn't wear makeup. I thought Lila Moss, Charlotte Lila. I thought she looked incredible in Nancy Dehaka. Is it? I think it's Nancy Dehaka. Um, I thought Lila looked amazing. Who else? I thought Paloma Alessa looked so good. She won Model of the Year. That was the one I was most excited for the category because like who like the kind of categories they would like award were like Model of the Year, Male Designer, Male Designer of the Year, Female Designer of the Year trailblazer of the year like someone who like did the most for fashion stuff like that and um i was most excited for model of the year like i'm really like oh my god sorry my best dress of the night a hundred percent was mona Tugard. she's my favorite model ever i mean not ever but she's my favorite model at the minute and um, i thought she looked incredible i think she was wearing ferragamo i'm not sure but yeah she looked great um but yeah i feel like that's all i really have to say afterwards i went to like a party that was held in like a huge mansion i remember like we pulled up to the party and it was like literally it looked like it was just like a residential street and then you go in and it was like a huge big walled garden with these big steps up you go in and it's like a huge ballroom and there was like two like a huge like big dance floor room beside it and i was like who the fuck lives here we went down to the toilet of course i went to the toilet because i was hemorrhaging the whole night and um there was like a pool and a sauna it was crazy and it was literally like in central London. Um, but I had a great night. I came home. I, w- I was staying at a hotel, which was lovely. Went home, ordered like a big thing of tomato pasta and fries and broccoli. And I just sat there and I was like, this is, this is the best. I was sat there eating my tomato pasta hemorrhaging. And I was like, wow, great night. But yeah, the whole night I was just like, what the fuck? Like, why am I here? Like I have, I do have like really like, I think what is, what is the imposter syndrome? Let me look up the definition of imposter syndrome. Okay, imposter syndrome means the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own effort or skills. Okay, I believe that I got to where I am on my own, which I'm really proud of. I have to also recognize my extreme privilege and that I'm sure was a factor of how I got to where I am. So I recognize that, but like, I'm, I'm really happy that I'm like, I feel like I did do it on my own, you know, like I started on my own when I was like 17 in my bedroom and I got to where I am through, obviously I've got a huge, amazing, not huge, amazing team. I've got an amazing team behind me now, but, um, 
I, I'm not, I don't ever doubt myself in that. Sometimes I feel like being a netball baby be really shit. Because the whole time you'd be like, I mean, like, I, I'm always in two minds about being a netball baby. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I was a fucking netball baby. Like, how good would life be? Like, you just, like, really have no worries. But you actually do. And they are just, like, not, like normal people, I'm sure. And, like, have all the same stresses as we do. But also, and then you'd also be like, am, am I only, if you were, like, a successful netball baby, I think you'd always be questioning, am I only here because I'm a netball baby? Like, would I be here if I wasn't a netball baby? Um, but at the same time, when like for the first part of that definition of imposter syndrome, I always do think like, why the fuck am I here? Like I don't deserve to be here at all. And I think that I had that the whole night. Like because I was like sat on Jimmy Choo's table with like the creative director of Jimmy Choo at the British Fashion Awards, and there was like Kate Moss and Charlotte Tilbury beside me. And I was just like, why am I here? Like this is insane. And I was doing a lot of self reflecting because I feel like two years ago when I was like at the Fashion Awards, like I was a complete not even different person. I'm still the same person, but like I just think I really decided like oh I love the whole fashion thing and I really want to get into it and I really enjoy the whole fashion world and like I really appreciate it and I want to like you know learn more about it and I think I've done that and it's I I like work with like the most amazing fashion brands I never thought I'd be able to work with or that I didn't even know like existed like five years ago like I when I grew up like I wasn't really I I wasn't into fashion like even when I moved to London the stuff I wore was fucking atrocious no harm to me but like um I wasn't I I I, I like it's not like I can say like oh yeah I grew up into fashion like I feel like a lot of people I meet in the fashion industry like grew up around it or like their parents were really into it and they they're like oh yeah like my mum has this archive piece from like fucking gucci and i'm like i i just like don't have that like my family are not into fashion whatsoever it's like not a thing in northern ireland like there's no fashion scene in northern ireland actually jonathan anderson and um, jw anderson who is the uh, owner of jw anderson and is the creative director of Lueve, he um he's from belfast so weird actually like my dad is good friends with jonathan anderson's brother and like i was at this after party um after the fashion awards and like Jonathan Anderson is like a fucking it's not an inspiration to me because I don't want to be a fashion designer but the fact that he like came from Belfast and now he's like such so successful and like runs two brands and is like a huge like I think he's probably like my favorite desi designer at the minute yeah like I, think I would say he's my favorite designer of the year because he's just like I feel like he's always kind of like doing like just exciting things and like like I really appreciate his work and he's also from Belfast which I love um so he reps Northern Ireland. Anyway, so my dad has always been friends with Jonathan Anderson's brother. And then my dad like got me an invite to the show in London through like the brother. And I was like, oh my God, am I Nepo baby? <laughs> it was like the most Nepo baby thing that's ever happened. Like I was like, I didn't get an invite because like he wanted me to be there. I got that invite because of my dad's like connection to someone. And I was like, it's so weird because like my dad has no connection to fashion industry whatsoever. Like it's not even like he had, like he doesn't, he probably doesn't even, he's never seen anything Jonathan Anderson does or like, he just doesn't know what's going on at all. So the fact that like I got somewhere because of my dad, I was like, thanks dad. Like never baby. But anyway, as I was saying, I really had like not much interest in fashion at all when I went to fashion awards two years ago. And then they want, they're like, how much I've progressed since then. I was really like, okay, Olivia, like go you. Bit of self-reflection. Then I thought we could do a bit of like self-reflection for the past year. Cause I mean, we're nearing the end of the year. How crazy. When this comes out, it's gonna be like two weeks until the end of the year. That's fucked up. So I wanted to like see how far I've come. Oh my God, wait guys, I need to like update you on something as well. My last podcast, I was saying how like, I have become emotionally unavailable with boys and I like uno reverse them when they try like love bomb me or like you know that kind of thing like I was like I was trying I was giving you advice 
I had to take my own advice this weekend. Oh my God, guys. I felt in love. <laughs> Shut up, Olivia. I know you're all gonna be like, Olivia, like I swear this is exactly what you said you weren't gonna do. Um, and yes, okay. Basically, I really like started crushing on someone. I met someone and I was like, oh my God, this is like the biggest crush ever I've ever had. Like I really, really fancied this person. And we had like a whirlwind, like three day romance and it was amazing. And it was literally like something out of a movie. And we were love bombing each other left, right and center. And it was just like, it was, I was so caught up in it. It was such a whirlwind romance. And I like actually got a bit delusional and I let myself get carried away for a second. And then it ended because the person wasn't from the same country as me and they went back to the, the the country that they live in. And it ended like three days ago. And you know, like sometimes like when you hang out with like your friends for ages and then you come home and you're like, oh, like you're like in a bit of like a downer or like if you're like on a group holiday, oh my God, the post holiday blues after a group holiday is crazy. Like I remember I went to Ibiza this year with like six girls. I had the best week ever. And then I came home when I was just like, I live on my own as well I was just like oh what the fuck like I, I don't really know like what to do with myself right now well that happened big time so like no it was maybe like a four-day romance I had with this person and then I came the person left and I came home and I was like what the fuck like what do I do with myself I was a bit like sad and then I I oh I was a bit like sad but then my podcast from last week came out and that clip of me being like you just need to be emotionally unavailable and like detach from anything like that and then like bring yourself back down to earth and you won't get your feelings hurt. And I did it. I took my own advice and it was fine. But yeah, I just needed to tell you guys, I really like, I feel like I haven't had like a proper like crush like that in ages. Like, like, oh my God, like months, probably, let me think, five months, six months. I haven't fancied anyone than I did. And oh guys, it was literally like, it was like something from a movie. And now it's done. And it's fine because we're going to emotionally detach and my feelings are not going to be hurt at all. But yeah, I don't even want to say anything else because like I don't want to like, I don't even want to talk about it. But my advice really came in handy. So I really can't recommend enough. Like you just really need to like not let yourself get delusional and just love bomb people back and it's fine. You won't get hurt. But I was like, wow, I really think I've come like quite, quite far emotionally this year like the fact that I was able to do that is quite not good like it's also like a bit concerning that I can like not like I can just switch off my feelings for people but it's actually like I think I'm becoming more emotionally mature like I really used to let things with boys and like relationships and situationships it's like really affect my everyday mood and just my life in general. And now it's just like a little fun thing on the side that like, I get to like have fun with now and then. And like I really have become, I've really started to like prioritize the things in my life that I like know are stable and make, stable, stable, stable. I know are stable and make me feel good. Like my friends, my family, maybe. My family are really pissed off at me at the minute because I put my flights home to Chris for Christmas. And like, I just went home for like over a week. Like I spent a lot of time in Belfast and I had a great time and I told you guys I had a great time, but I'm like, enough is enough. You know, like not enough is enough. Obviously I love my home. I love my family. But like sometimes in Belfast, I start to spiral a little bit and I'm going home for Christmas and Christmas is a weird time for me. I like, I don't know if I actually like Christmas. It all feels a bit overwhelming. I have like, um, 
I hate Christmas dinner and we always go out on Christmas Eve. So then Christmas Day, I'm always like painfully hungover. And Christmas Eve is a weird one because it's like everyone is home, which is just a, like, yeah, I think actually that's, that's why I don't like it. I don't like when everyone is home from school because then I get like really transported back. And I've talked about this before. Like we always go to Christmas Eve to the same place. And my dad like always like invites my ex-boyfriend like my dad's obsessed with my ex-boyfriend and it's always just a little bit overwhelming and it just feels like a weird vibe in there. Like, I always feel like a lot of pressure to see people as well. Whereas like when I went back last time, like no one was home, everyone was at uni. So it's like, I can just like, I can really do fuck all and not feel pressure, like not feel like, oh, all my school friends are out tonight. I should really go. Um, but then Christmas, yeah, it's just a bit intense. So, so yeah, I booked my flights home yesterday and I booked them, what, the 23rd evening to the 26th which is not a long time and my parents are really pissed off and like I said I, so my, my, my dad's been bothering me like that man he he rings me I, I don't know if I told you this guy I, I also like so grateful like I've got a good relationship with my, my mom and dad to the point that my dad is ringing me this many times a day but he rings me seven times a day and it is a little bit overbearing sometimes but anyway he's been ringing me non-stop going hello we booked your flights home for Christmas yet yeah, they're going up every day uh they were uh 60 pounds yesterday and no, they're 70 pounds so you better do it today and he's been doing this every day for like a month so i finally did it and i sent a screenshot in to be like okay i've done it and they're all like what the fuck olivia you don't care about us you're only coming home for three days i was like guys i'm home for christmas eve christmas and boxing day like what else do you want from me and they're like nice to see that you actually like spending time with family so it's a little bit beefy with my family at the minute actually and um, so i was gonna say i prioritize my family but apparently i don't because they don't actually really like me anymore um <laughs> but also my brother's not even gonna be there my brother moved to australia so like at least I'm actually coming home, you know? I can't leave my cats for that long. I don't even know what I'm going to do with my cats this year. I guess I'll just have someone come in and feed them. But that breaks my fucking heart. My cats are going to be on their own for Christmas Day. So I need to get back to my children. But yes, I feel like this year, like, I've really started prioritize. And then it was like, it is a big, like, I feel like I always go on about it. But, like, I feel like relationships and stuff is a big part of people's lives. Like, unless you can be, like, really, really happy being single and, like, being alone, like, not having any attention from people. Like, good for you if you can do that. But I feel like it's a very common thing that that's, like, like it's just, like, you know, it's just a very common thing. Like, that's a big part of people's lives. But I feel like I've really now learned to put that in a back burner and become, like, I, I realize that, like, I'm quite an all-in person with that. So I've become really emotionally unavailable in that sense. And it's amazing. And it's really, really helped me. And, like, I, I realize that, like, I'm maybe not the best, the best person in in relationships and in like just when it comes to like speaking to your boy like I really like I become like obs not obsessed with people but like I, I only want to spend my time with a boy like when I start speaking to them and like I like just sit and like look at fucking photos of us and stuff like all, like I just become obsessed like it's weird like I don't like it so I've become like really emotionally available one thing I did do like I realized that I do a lot is if I start liking someone or if I start like fancy someone I stalk myself like so much like last night, obviously like I had like, no, no, it was like two nights ago. I, ha I obviously like had this new crush on this person, which I'm trying to like really get rid of. Like I'm actively like trying to get rid of it because I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like how much I'm crushing on this person. It was like, I was staying up to like 3 a.m. stalking myself. Cause I was like, oh my God, like my digital footprint is fucking wild. Like actually horrible. Dude, like please never stalk me. Cause like my TikToks, my TikToks from when I was like 17, like I used to do just so many TikTok dances and like, I just like fall into a hole every time I fancy someone because like, I'm like, well, I like, I stalk someone. Like when I have a crush on someone, like I stalk them like to no extreme. Wait, what's it? To no end. Yeah, to no end. Like I like, who doesn't? Like be real. If you say you don't, I know you do. Like I really like stalk someone. Like I look up like all their like fucking, you know what I love doing? The TikTok edits of someone. 
and I know that's not like a universal thing but like sometimes if I speak to someone they're like in that world they'll have TikTok edits of themselves and I fucking love doing it it makes me fancy someone like 10 times more I know that's so unrelatable and like the most non like you'll be like what are you even on about but like I love a TikTok edit of a boy <laughs> anyway that's only if I'm talking to someone like in the industry otherwise I will just be stalking like I'll find their Facebooks. I'll find their like LinkedIn. I'll find their Twitter. Our Twitter is a great one. I love Twitter. I use Twitter purely for stalking people. Like I don't have a public Twitter or like post on it. But anyway, yes, I stalk people so much. So like, I'm like, they're probably gonna do the same to me and they might not. Like maybe that's like not a thing for boys. I don't know. I would love to actually know. But yeah, I'm like, I need I didn't know what they're gonna see. So I start going like down my spam tiktok i go down my normal tiktok i like private so much stuff i'm like oh they won't like that and i private it and then like i go on my instagram i go on my tag photos i'm like oh no that's not a good photo of me hide from profile and i do this for hours and like i don't know if like they're ever gonna stalk me like to the extent that i stalk them so like maybe i'm doing it for no reason but like i really like i've learned that is something i do like i just start stalking myself when i have a crush on someone Okay, another thing this year I can reflect on is, I guess like, I was gonna say my mental health. I feel like towards the end, I don't know. I was gonna say towards the end of the year, it's definitely deteriorated a little bit, but we've also been doing things to make myself feel better. At the start of the year, I was in like a really weird place. I'm trying to like reflect, like think back. Like I started the year in a really like toxic relationship and it was the most unstable thing ever and I was so unstable and then we broke up and then he got a new girlfriend and I went fucking like I was like so upset couldn't like I just could not get my head around it that like someone I thought like I don't know like I just like that really fucked me up for a while like at the start of the year and I like wasn't I wasn't sweet I'm trying to actually think like sometimes I forget anything that's happened yeah okay so that was like all a bit like weird at the start of the year but then I like got back to a good place I got my boob job like that was just a great moment for me to be honest I then spent like the summer like going on holidays with my friends I had like summer's just a good vibe I, I like no one can be I mean obviously people can be sad in summer um but I feel like I was just like at like a good bit of like mental health wise in summer was I went to Ibiza a few times like I fucking love Ibiza so much I would I want to move to Ibiza and then September came around and we like started to go a little bit more like, you know, it started to go downhill a little bit. Um, then I started going to therapy and I was like, okay, like things are coming back up again, you know, like I'm like really like taking these steps to make my mental health better. But then therapy also then made me plummet a little bit more. I spoke to you guys about this, like how like I didn't love like what I was talking about in my therapy sessions and like how like it just kind of made me feel worse. And you guys give me so much advice. So thank you for that basically I think the therapist that I went to there's lots of different types of therapists and the therapist that I went to was like a counselor and counselors will like try figure out why you feel the way that you do and will try like to unpack maybe some trauma that you've like incurred in your life but like that's not something that I want to do like I'm like you know what like I know like I don't even I've had a really great life like I don't feel like I've been through anything and like I think 
they really try hone in on the whole family side and I'm like oh like maybe what happened when you were seven years old has affected you know i'm like i don't even fucking remember being seven like i don't think that's the case anyway like i just felt like it was a whole like gimmick and obviously i know it's not and the the woman is very very like qualified and educated but like i was like this is not like this is not for me this just feels stupid and it feels like you're trying to turn me against everyone in my life right now and that's not what i need um so i stopped going to therapy because i realized that it was just that type of therapy wasn't for me and there's a thing called cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy cbt therapy oh no cbt um and it's more a vibe of like giving you tools on how to overcome the feelings that you're feeling and like you know if you're having like anxiety like how to deal with it and like a bit more like life coach vibes and that is what i need and that is what i'm going to start going to i'm just in the process of trying to find a therapist um but yeah, I stopped going. Because also, like, how much was I paying? I told you guys last time. I think it was, like, 350 quid for, like, fi- I think it was 50 minutes. 50 minutes, 350 quid of something I was not enjoying. And I was like, I'm not wasting any more time doing this. I'm sorry. Like, I'm, I'm just quitting now. And then I'll go find, like, another therapist. So, yeah, I've quit. But then it has now been, like, three weeks since I went to a therapy session. So I should probably get back to that because my mum and dad are getting on at me for it. But, um... I am proud of myself this year for like taking the steps and like I've really like started to do some things that I know are good for me like I, I really started like what have I started doing that's good for me I've, I've definitely stopped drinking less like I do not drink as much I used to black out so much like that was my thing like I just love to black out I don't I definitely don't do that as much anymore I have cut out some people in my life that I know mostly boys um that I know are not good for me and like I've been really and I don't know I feel like I don't talk I don't like to talk about like this side of my life that much but like I feel like I recently have been not even recently but like some stuff happened over the summer oh I hate when people are like something happened but like some shit did happen and I was like really strong and I was just like like you're out of my life like cut someone out of my life like for good um and like I've been really strong this time I feel like uh in being like yeah you're not a good addition to my life so you're gone i've also started going to pilates a lot more because i love pilates i love how it makes me feel and i love um it's like my favorite form of exercise like i don't like really like, the gym is just intense especially the gym i go to it's like if i go there i'm gonna bump into like so many people i don't want to bump into so i started going to pilates i was on my own as well which is really scary but i've like i don't know it makes me feel like I, like i've got a li- little bit more of a routine maybe sort of reading a lot more and i just feel like i've come far in like just like from like like when I think back to January like my January was in a toxic relationship drinking so much not doing anything not seeing my friends because I was in a toxic relationship like I literally would never see my friends unless it was to like go out and black out um and I think also like I was blacking out probably because I wasn't that happy like and I think that's what you do sometimes you're like oh I'll just drink to like not even to like forget the being but it's like what else am I gonna do like may as well black out and then i would be in my bed like so hungover that's another thing like, i've started to deal with hangovers a lot better like now i actually like get up and shower and like obviously we have those days where we like to rot like i love to rot sometimes but it's not even in like a depressing way anymore like i will actually like get up and like see people and do things when i'm hungover sometimes i also like do not like i'm still in my like my non-communicative state when i'm hungover but that's just like more like me protecting my peace like i don't need to speak to anyone to give me anxiety when i'm hungover but yeah it's been an interesting year like I also, 
feel like the podcast has definitely advanced a little bit. Like we've got a new setup and it stopped for a long time. How long did the podcast stop for? It was like all summer. I know we're back and we're better than ever. And like I'm trying to think back back to the start of the year when I was doing my podcast. I don't even know. Like, I feel like I should definitely sit and like watch one of my podcasts from like January. I feel like that'd be a good self-reflection. I think it's important that we do self-reflection at the end of each year because like a lot changes in a year, guys. And it's important that you give yourself that like, what is it like, a, like gratitude for yourself because I feel like I definitely don't appreciate myself enough and I really should. I should really hype myself up a bit more. Maybe like I always think I'm going to start writing things down, like things that I achieved this year, like things that like, I did like in my personal life that I'm really proud of and like things I worked on on myself that I'm proud of and then maybe things I'm going to do next year I think my next podcast I'm going to do like things I want to actually you know what my next podcast I'm going to have written a list of things that I'm happy that I achieved this year and then things I want to achieve next year and I'm going to speak it all into existence because that's I think speaking things into existence actually really works I'm I'm a big believer in that um but yeah love you guys thanks for listening it's been a great year with you I mean, I am going to speak to you before the end of the year. But um, yeah, love you. Bye.